Brothers and sisters, may God bless you. We are very happy, we are joyful, and grateful with the Lord. Our mother is with us today. Glory to God. And we all feel such an enormous joy. We are all seeing the fulfillment of a promise today. Glory to God. What a great joy. We want to welcome everyone. We are very happy to have you all here. And this is a surprise to us all. A very, very, very beautiful surprise. And as a matter of fact, I want to leave you in the company of our worldwide head pastor, our brother Carlos Roberto Baena. May God bless you. Glory to God. I'm so happy to see you. God bless you all. We love you very much. Who among you gives the glory to the Lord? Who among you loves the Lord? Who among you feels happy with this afternoon? Our blessed is our Lord. You may take your seats, please. We also have our Dutch brothers and sisters. I would like you to raise your hand. Our brothers and sisters who were born in the Netherlands, please raise your hand. If you could stand up, also raise your hand for Sister Maria Luisa. She wants to see you all. All our brothers and sisters from the Netherlands. How beautiful. Big round of applause for all our brothers and sisters. God bless you all. We care for you. We have a great deal of affection for you, and we love you profoundly. We also have brothers and sisters, people who come from India, who were born in India. If you could rise, raise. where are the people from India? If you can raise your hand, perfect. God bless you, sister. A round of applause for our sister. We also have brothers and sisters from Suriname. Suriname, if you can rise. Sisters from Suriname, a round of applause for our sister. God bless you. And brothers and sisters from Curaçao, if there are any, you can stand up. Sister comes from Curaçao. Sister back there as well. God bless you. Several people from Curaçao. How beautiful. If you can give me a piece of paper also, please write down the names of the churches here in the Netherlands. Each of the churches here to call them on one or if you can mention them and they can rise, brothers and sisters. Where are the brothers and sisters from Rotterdam? Those from Rotterdam, yes, please. The brothers and sisters from Rotterdam. The brothers and sisters from The Hague. Amsterdam. Eindhoven. Ternusen. Where are those from Ternusen? And from the other countries that are coming as well, if you can stand up as well to give you a round of applause from the countries that are here. How beautiful. Uh, there you go, France. France, we have a large group of friends back there with a French flag on the right-hand side. Where else? What other countries? Switzerland, from London, from England, 
from Germany. Where are the people from Germany? Oh, my, a big group from Germany. Very well. From Belgium, where are the people from Belgium? Where else? Italy. Italy, very nice, how beautiful. Very well. Where? Colombia, as well. All right, Colombia. From Austria. From Austria, where are the people from Austria? Sister, God bless you. Of course, very well. And who else? What other countries? Ecuador? Ecuador, a round of applause for our sisters. From Spain? From Spain, a round of applause for the brothers and sisters who come from Spain. God bless you. Canada? Canada. Portugal. Did you say Portugal as well? Also, how beautiful. Oh, very well. How many believers do you, do you have from Portugal, from Lisbon? How many? How many are from Lisbon? This is the group from Portugal, yes? Oh, they congregate in Switzerland, but they're Portuguese. Oh, how beautiful. How nice. We're very happy to see you. The church is already in Portugal. Perhaps our sister will visit you at any moment. It would be very beautiful. They're in Lisbon, Portugal. We have uh, about 25 or 30 people. All right, how beautiful. Please pardon us if we don't name you all, but this is the congregation of the Lord, as the Bible says, the assembly of the saints. Glory to God. Let us rise. Let us read, brothers and sisters, read in our Bibles in the gospel according to John. John chapter number 15. Let us read in our Bibles a passage that is very beautiful regarding the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the vine, a tree of grapes, and in it, it has branches, and we are those branches, and that in life, as a branch of the grape tree or the vine, we can't do anything if we're not attached to the plant, the same as we can do anything in life or be anything or achieve anything if we're not attached to the plant. If we're not with the Lord Jesus, glory to God. And so, John, let us read chapter number 15. And then we will sing a beautiful hymn titled, The Vine and the Branches, which has to do with this reading. John 15, verse 1. Let us read for the honor and glory of the Lord. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Not just fruit, but much fruit. Who wants to bear much fruit? For without me, 
for example, someone who leaves the church, thinks about leaving the church, or if it's like ungratefulness, which can't be. For without me, you can't do nothing. Verse 6, please read. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out. Excuse me, one minute. Don't forget to pause wherever there is a comma or a punctuation mark. There is a pause. And then we'll go on to the next, to the next phrase. Correct? Again, verse 6. Perfect. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my, in my what? In my love. Just So we have to do what? Keep his commandments. And that's the expression of our love towards God. That's the key for everything in a spiritual life. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments, meaning Im imitate who? The Lord Jesus Christ. And abide in his love. In the love of who? Of the Father. Perfect. Verse 11. You may read. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends, but, but, as long as you what? Do whatever I command you. you do you see? It is very important. Verse 15, again, you can read it. Again, let us read this verse 15 again. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all things that I heard from my father I have made known to you. This happens to us. We receive information here, privileged information, information that is reserved, that comes from heaven, from the Bible studies. Glory to God. Secrets of what God has taught the church and our sister Maria Luisa during 50 years. Can you imagine that blessing? And, all right. We have to value that blessing quite a lot. Verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go what? Bear fruit. And that your fruit should what? Remain that you whatever you what? You ask the Father in my name, he may give it you. That's the key. That's the condition. So that whenever we pray, God will what? Will hear us. That's the most beautiful thing we have lived. Isn't it right? In fact, we pray to him and through prophecy, he tells us, you are asking me for this and that and I'm going to grant it to you. After that, I don't think there's anything left in life that could be the greatest manifestations in life there can be in life for the Holy Spirit to tell us the prophecy about what we're asking for. Glory to God. You can end with verse 17. 
These things I command you that you love one another. Glory to God and love to one another as well. Love among us. We all have to love one another. You can't say, no, I don't like that person. No, we, we, everybody has, you have to like everybody and you have to love everybody and love them. Glory to God. You may take your seats, brothers and sisters. All right, wonderful is the Lord. Great is our God. Let us sing to our Lord. As I had said, this precious hymn that has to do with what we just read, hymn 213, The Vine and the Branches. And let us sing and let us remember each of the phrases we just read in the Bible. Praises to our Lord. Glory to God. This last part to be in the joy of the Lord. Who among you wants to be in the joy of God? Who among you wants for God to be happy with you? We should always think that. You may rise, brothers and sisters. Let us sing two choruses to give way to our sister Mary Luisa. We are happy. Our hearts are beating with much intensity because there's a great deal of love for God, a great deal of value for the things of God, a great deal of admiration, respect, a great deal of love for our sister Mary Luisa for our spiritual mother, for our spiritual leader, glory to the Lord. The church is congregated here in Rotterdam in the spiritual feast with the Lord. Let us sing two choruses. Chorus 21, there is a reason. I am always joyful. Let us say this to the Lord, which is to be in the vine, glory to God, which is to be in Christ our Lord, our Redeemer, our God, our Lord Jesus Christ. Praises to God. Praises to the Lord, number one, 21. Glory to God, a big round of applause for the Lord because he is our savior, our redeemer, our God. Blessed is the name of the Lord Jesus who has given us the gospel, who has sent us the Holy Spirit. For this reason today, the Holy Spirit is in our hearts and is with us. Praises to the Lord. Number 21, there is a reason I'm always joyful. Thank you, Lord. We love you. We worship you. We bless you. Who among you gives the glory to the Lord? Who among you feels happy with our God? Our happiness increases when we welcome our sister Mary Luisa. Our sister is with us. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord, for this beautiful blessing. Glory to the Lord. Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. May the Lord bless you. May God bless you, brothers and sisters. I know the Lord is here. And I know the Lord has manifested is manifesting among us. The Lord saw your joyful hearts. And since he saw you joyful, his spirit is manifesting in each one of you. It does not matter the nationality or the language. Even if we don't understand the language, we understand the language of God. The language of God is that you feel the presence, the Holy Spirit in our being, in our heart, in our life. The Spirit of God is there moving us. So this 
fills us with satisfaction. And very quickly, I want to take advantage of time so that we can meditate upon the Lord. And let us meditate upon God. Because truly, the presence of the Lord is felt. At least I have felt the presence of the Lord throughout the gathering, and I think you have as well. It is marvelous, marvelous to believe and to continue and follow a true and living God. It is marvelous to follow a gospel that is pure, true, to follow the path of the Lord. in the truth of God and to be certain that we are walking in the path and certain that God is with us and sees us and that God has spoken to us and has made us marvelous promises and is fulfilling. This is what is beautiful. That is the certainty that we need to have have that security and conviction that we are with God, the true God that made the heavens and the earth, this Lord of power, the one that spoke to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and made the marvelous promises that are being fulfilled today and shall be fulfilled until the day the Lord disappears from the planet. This is the greatness of our God. And mankind, even though have changed and have changed their heart and maybe have moved towards other things, other interests, other directions, even though they, a majority, have forgotten of God, we here are the congregation of a living God. And he is going to help us so that we can evangelize and proclaim the word of the Lord. Today, let us open in Psalms 39. Let us first greet our beloved brothers and sisters and all of those that are going to be watching the video. And to you as well, there is great blessings from the Lord of heaven. And we thank our Lord. Thank you. Thank you be the Lord of heaven. And we thank our Lord for the marvels and the wonders that he fulfills. We thank our Lord. Psalm 39, because we are going to delight in the Psalms, words that are direct from our God through his prophets, through his songs. And these words are here for us And until the end of time, I said, I will guard my ways, lest I sin with my tongue. It seems as if it was King David, but it was not King David that was speaking these things on his own behalf, but it was the spirit of the Lord that was in him and took his tongue to speak. This is why there is a psalm that states King David, there's a psalm that says, my tongue is simply a feather that writes lightly because the Lord gave so many words to him 
that there had to be a scribe that would write very quickly so that not any word would be lost or a detail of all that the Lord spoke through his mouth. And surely today we as well will say the same. When the Lord, the Holy Spirit takes us to speak in tongues as well, we say, Lord, our tongue is like a feather writing with the difference that I don't understand what I am speaking because it is angelical tongues, celestial, but surely that it is a message of praise to our father. And as well, so that our spiritual life is edified and that we are full of hope and motivated to believe that God exists and that we have to continue worshiping a living God. And it says, I will restrain my mouth with a muzzle while the wicked are before me. In some verses previously in other Bible studies, this wicked that it refers to here is the devil. So it says the wicked and the Lord Jesus said that this wicked that was there before him in all moments to make him fall, to test him, to offend him. He says that he was always guarding his tongue from speaking lightly to not sin, but was not that the Lord Jesus was going to speak so to sin. It was us. It is the people of the Lord. It is the children of God, the believers of Jesus Christ. That Jesus, knowing the weakness of mankind, prayed to the Father for all of us, saying that let not my tongue speak lightly, that I be wise to know how to express myself and my thoughts, to not offend anyone or offend the Lord. And Jesus, since he knew our weaknesses, because we were human, he prayed to the Father for us, and we thank the Lord. And in his prayer, he spoke this. I will watch my way so that I will guard my tongue. I will restrain my mouth, because the wicked is always there, attentive, aware. The enemy is always there looking, observing to see what we do or stop doing to scheme evil things against us. But we are of the Lord and we love our God. So this wicked will have to be full of his own rage because he will not achieve anything with us. Verse two, I was mute with silence. I held my peace even from good and my sorrow was stirred up. The Lord Jesus, in the same way he lived in his life, when Jesus lived as a human being, Many things occurred that were displeasing, many difficulties, tribulations, and so much persecution from the enemy, this wicked. And the Lord knew that this persecution and the suffering that he was confronting in that moment was the people, his church, his believers, that one day would live that pain, that tribulation, that persecution. He knew this because he first acted as a man. To be able to feel what man felt, the the weakness of man. And this is why he considers us. This is why he is so merciful with us. From that time, the mercy of God began. 
praying to the Father for us, letting himself be us before the Lord and saying, look, I am human because I want to take the voice of all those that will come in the future to convert in my gospel that is true. So they shall suffer and they will have the persecution of the wicked and you will hear them and you will guard them and protect them. This is what the Lord Jesus said to the father. And we thank our Lord. So in verse three, it reads, my heart was hot within me. While I was musing, the fire burned. Then I spoke with my tongue. Lord, make me to know my end and what is the measure of my days that I may know how frail I am. Prayer of our Lord Jesus Christ as a human being that he was behaving, but as well a prayer for us that we as well should say to our Lord or how many times have we spoken to the Lord in different words, these same meaning or this message verse five please read indeed you have made my days as handbreadths and my age is as nothing before you certainly every man at his best state is but vapor the lord said certainly every day the days are short living until the age of 33 as a human being, the Lord acting as a human being. Indeed, you have made my days as handbreadths and my age is as nothing before you. Surely every man walks about like a shadow. Yes, a man who lives many years, never looked for the Lord, never knew the Lord or looked for him or searched for him or did good works. It is vanity. It was a person that in their life was an adornment, was a person, was just another, simply occupying space but did nothing. So this is why he said he is vanity, vanity that is of no value, that perishes, that has an end, that is displeasing. Six, surely even man walks about like a shadow. Yes, surely they busy themselves in vain. He heaps up riches and does not know who will gather them. This is true. A man without God is vanity. He struggles and makes efforts. And this is what the Psalms say. He gathers up the riches and others, surely maybe not even their family, are the ones who enjoy it. And now, Lord, what do I wait for? Verse 7, my hope is in you. This, this is what we, we should believe and think and wait for. What do we wait for? If our hope is in God, in our Lord Jesus Christ, our hope is in the Lord. Our hope is not in life, nor in the years that we may be living or in the powerful, or in the millionaire, or those that know much, those that come and go. We do not wait in anyone, but our hope is in God. And if our Lord placed us to live in this world is that we serve him, 
with an objective God made us with an end result. And it is that we know of him and that we continue to praise him and glorify him because the Lord made man for the worship and praise of him to honor and glorify. But man did not want to give him the glory and praise, but man is giving the glory and praise to himself. But here we are being rescued from there, from that world. And the Lord is merciful so that we can be the congregation of God, so that we can be the congregation of the just, of the holy, of those that will worship and praise every day of their life. And here we are because our Lord so has us convinced and we are convinced of his existence and of his love. And how beautiful when we read in John regarding he that loves God and fulfills his commandments will have or will obtain many fruits and much are the fruits that will be there in this man or woman and the Lord in being pleased of them will bless and will give victories and triumphs and blessings and to each one will give peace and joy this is our hope in the Lord and we thank our Lord for this for his mercy in verse number 9 Again, he repeats the phrase, I was mute, I did not open my mouth, because it was you who did it. Remove your plague from me. I am consumed by the blow of your hand. Because our Lord becomes angry with his people, with his children, or with his believers, when they fail before the Lord, or when they try to divert from his path. The Lord punishes. And the people received a punishment. And the, they received this from the Lord, this punishment for being disobedient. And the Lord Jesus, taking the voice of all, is saying that they remove this plague or this punishment. I am consumed by the blow of your hand. This the people of Israel suffered. This they will suffer. Those that in the gospel convert to the Lord and make decisions to continue the path of the Lord and turn back or they divert, then the Lord will punish harshly. But we have the prayer of our Lord. that he was speaking for us or speaking for those who were disobedient, perhaps. And he says, I am consumed by the blow of your hand. But we thank the Lord where he says that the father and the son who he loves, he reproaches, he teaches. We see here a father that loves and punish the son, punish the son, he being innocent, but since he was taking the sins of all of us, of our ancestors and for us and those of the future. So the burdens he received. But as well, 
We see and we find in the Psalms when the Lord makes a marvelous promise to our Lord Jesus and says, and your children, I will bless to all of your children of whom will come. Your children are those who believe in the gospel, pure and continue and follow the Lord, filling the commandments and the rules of our Lord. And the father says to the Lord, and if your children leave my law, meaning turn back or divert, or some become rebellious or stubborn and want not to continue the correct path. The father says, if your children leave my law, I will reproach them with the rod. But to you, I will not remove the promises that I made you. For you, I will not remove my mercy because my mercy will continue forever. What I said, I will bless you that you would be the father of many nations and that there would be many nations and the church would be made with persons of all nations with the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and his true gospel. So the father says, always I shall bless and always they will continue in my church. But if some of your children sin and they fail, I will punish them harshly with the rod. It is for this that we know that our father is a father of love. He is a Lord of love, but he is consuming fire. He is a father of love for those who are obedient, for those that obey. But he is a consuming fire for those who are disobedient. And this is why we here each day are learning the path in reading the scripture. Because there is so much richness in the Bible, so much richness. And the Lord teaches us here the good way of life. The way to live before him. The Lord teaches us what we need to do every day of our life to never leave or never be disobedient. And so that the Lord will never have to say he suffered for us in vain. Because we're going to say to our Lord, here we are, God. Here is the fruit of your sacrifice of all that you did. Lord, here we are in all of our heart and with all of our soul. And read verse 11. With rebukes you correct a man for iniquity. You make his beauty melt away like moth. Surely every man is vapor. And we give thanks to our Lord that he punishes because he teaches us. He rebukes and that means he loves us. But as well, we need to be obedient children. Children that are submissive. Why do we look for he to reproach or punish us with a rod, with the whip? Let us not look for that, but let us be good children, obedient. As the parable as the prodigal son and the Lord shares and says that this man who had two children, one of them who asked for the inheritance and this son left, he went and lost the inheritance and abandoned his house and his family, his father, his brother. And time passed and he suffered because the Lord punished with the rod and punished him harshly. And he, after suffering 
and perishing and hunger, nakedness, not having a place to live. He suffered and had to eat what the animals left over. He resolves and decides to go back to his father. And he comes home and his father of joy of seeing that he returns. For many years he had not seen him. The father of joy made a grand banquet to receive him. And the son who had stayed was sad and jealous even and said, Father, but you have never made a banquet for me. You have never done a, a feast for me. And I have always been with you. I've been faithful. I have obeyed you. I have respected you and valued you. And look, he comes after losing everything and you make a feast for him. And the father answers him and says, all that I have is yours. He said to him, but this son who was lost and now has come back home, I again have found him. I make a feast for him, but all that I have is yours because you have won that. You have gained those blessings because you have been faithful here at my side. This is our father and our Lord Jesus says that parable and illustration is for the believers, for those obedient children and the disobedient as well. The disobedient son who goes and loses many blessings, but the obedient one is faithful to the Lord. And the Lord gives many blessings, much triumph, victories, spiritually, materially, of all the Lord gives. In the disobedient, the Lord punishes and it makes him suffer and returns back. Returns, but the blessings that the Lord gave to the obedient will never be removed. He has to start over the disobedient son. He has to initiate once again. He left, turned back, belittled the blessings of God. He left and the Lord, since he loved him, brings him back. But he has to start over again. Before he had the gifts, he served. He was in the first places, helped, served in the congregation. He did much tasks. But since he left, when he comes back, he has to start over. Because even the Holy Spirit had removed from him. So he has to initiate from the beginning, winning the heart of the Lord, starting over, beginning from the beginning. And the Lord does not blessing as he would have wanted if he would have been faithful to the Lord. Just as the Lord was blessing those that were faithful, he is not going to bless him the same. He has them there with mercy and forgives him, but the blessings are removed. This I have seen. In all of my years of experience, I have seen this with many persons who had spiritual gifts, who worked and served with enthusiasm. They were there serving God. And then one day they turned back and left. And as time passed years, they returned to the church. They returned. And they found me once again and they tell me, I'm back. I returned once more because I suffered greatly. And since I suffered, I asked for God's forgiveness. And here I am. And I congratulate the person. But I observe them and I begin to do a follow-up. And I see. 
and I see the blessings are not the same. The person struggles to reach and obtain what once they had, but is difficult and it is not the same. They can't obtain it. And they are there in the congregation, but without the same privileges that the Lord had given from the beginning. This I have seen. And this is why I remember the prodigal son. I say the same as the prodigal son. The son returned and enjoyed the feast because the father was blessed and happy to see him, gave him jewels. But all the rest that was there was for the faithful son. This is what occurs, brothers and sisters. This is why those that have the spiritual gifts, those that aspire to serve God, be cautious. Do not allow yourselves to be thrown or taken by the traps of the wicked. You know who I'm referring to. You know whom is the wicked. So let us continue. Verse 12. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and give ear to my cry. Do not be silent at my tears, for I am a stranger with you, a sojourner as all my fathers were. There the Lord saying, reminding and remembering that when Abraham went from his land and his family and went to where he did not know, the Lord Later, the Lord introduced him to the land of Canaan. All were there as foreigners. And the Lord made promises that the land would flow milk and honey, abundance and blessings, joys and happiness. But since they sinned and disobeyed the Lord, that promise was not fulfilled. So the Lord said to my children, to the children of Jesus Christ, to the believers of the gospel. Today I will give the blessing and they will be in the promised land. They will be in the land of Canaan spiritually enjoying of the milk and honey, the marvelous work of the Holy Spirit, the marvelous gifts and the peace that the Lord gives. It is this, it is not only the Holy Spirit, just the gifts. It is a peace and the joy that God gives to our being. It's the joy and the happiness to being with God. So the Lord said, for they is the promised land. And there it says, the, the sojourner as all my fathers. Remove your gaze from me that I may regain strength before I go away and I am no more. We thank the Lord Jesus for speaking to the father. Because they, since they did not fulfill physically the church. In the spiritual aspect, that spiritual Jerusalem, that people of God spiritually, that spiritual Israel, which are us. The Lord Jesus rose to the Father for us, that we as well say, Lord, we as well were sojourners, my ancestors. But here I am, O Lord. So, Lord, we are before your presence we are before you, O oh Lord, and you are going to guard us that we will not perish. And we are not going to perish because the promise that the Lord gave to Jesus Christ was that his church would continue until the end and that the doors of hell would never prevail against it. There it is. So allow me to have strength before I go away. And this will never happen. The Lord will always bless 
and you have blessed. And this is the church, and we are before the presence of the Lord. And the Lord Jesus and his prayers were not in vain. His words were not in vain, because all that he did has been perfect, and the Father has heard. And we thank our Lord, because in the midst of all of these messages, of all of these such beautiful words that he expresses to the Celestial Father, we as well take them. And we say this to our celestial father, our heavenly Lord, because we say, since we are the children of God, we as well say directly to the Lord, all of this so that he will never leave us so that he will help us and will give us strength, will give us power, will give us conviction, certainty, so that we can resist and confront the wicked, the evil, the devil, And continue forward, advance and progress each day in our spiritual life. That we can have the capacity of rebuking the enemy and not allow ourselves to be tempted that the enemy, the wicked, would leave. We thank our Lord, our Heavenly Father, for the blessings. He wants us to be faithful. Faithful until the day of our death. That we be good children. Not those children that are self-willed and stubborn that leave like the prodigal son, but children that are sincere and loyal. That one day the Lord say to us that we are faithful servants, that he say, good servant, in the little you have been faithful, in the much I will place you. So in the little that it might be in our life, let it be dedicated to our Lord. This is the little. This is what we give to our Lord because we don't have more. And we thank our Lord for him because we are here. And I congratulate you all because there are many different nationalities. And to all, the Lord is observing with eyes of love. To all, the Lord is blessing in your souls, in your being. Because he does not make exceptions of person. Because the Lord sees hearts. Your hearts of all here around the world. The neighbor, the world we say is just simply here together. Here we are, Lord. We will follow you and praise you. We glorify you. Let us sing to the Lord. Let us sing chorus 168 to our Lord. I will exalt my God, my King. Let us sing chorus 168. In whichever language, those that don't speak Spanish, you may sing in the whatever melody you want. In your own language, you may sing, sing to praise the Lord. Being guided by the melody for the Lord is the one who knows the languages. And the Lord is going to hear you and is going to see the effort that you make to praise his name, to glorify him. Because the songs are words of praise and glory to our Lord. But the language may be a barrier that divides many of us. But no, here we are one in the spirit of God, one in the praise of our Lord. Blessed is his name. Let us sing the chorus 168. Glory be to the Lord. Bless. 
Blessed and exalted is the Lord. Blessed is the Lord. You may be seated. And let us continue with our questions. God bless you, sister. Sister, I would like to ask you a question of the Bible about the tithe. I will read in Luke 21. And he looked up and saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury. And he saw also a certain poor widow putting in two mites. So he said, Truly I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all. For all these, out of their abundance, have put in offerings for God. But she, out of her poverty, put in all the livelihood that she had. Sister, and I have a question. And that is that I want to tithe. I want to do it properly, with a soul, with a heart, with sincerity. And it's happening that my husband gives me a monthly allowance in order to purchase, to buy food. And I am tithing out of that money, but I haven't let him know that. And I feel bad because I feel that I'm offending the Lord with that. And I would like you to please advise what to do, sister. No, you are not offending God because he is someone that does not come to church. And since he is someone that does not come to church, the Lord to you understands the things that you do or the strategies that you use to please God. So simply continue praying to the Lord and asking of the Lord so that he, your husband, one day will know of God and will convert and believe in the Lord. Ask the Lord for this. Say, Lord, this that I do doesn't please me. It doesn't please me, but I have to because you know that if I tell him, he will not allow it. Help me, for God is power. For he, there is nothing impossible, and one day the Lord will help you and will change the situation. Let Good us continue. Sister. Good afternoon, sister. May God bless you. Amen. Sister, the question that I want to ask, if you allow me, is that we know that when we are praying, to have a teaching and the brother always says, let's pray for darkened hearts. The question is, sister, how to make for those who have um, the gift of prophecy to be able to help these sheep, which are weak, which have a darkened heart because they listen to the word of the Lord, but it goes in one ear and now the other. And they do not fulfill the commandments of the Lord. And these persons, well, sister, we must have much patience much love, and how can those who have the gift of prophecy to have that support from the Lord, sister, for these persons, these weak sheep can be rescued because we don't know if the Lord has brought them, sister, also as a stumbling block for ourselves who have, or those who have the gift of prophecy to be able to deliver these persons, sister, Thank you for your answer. I love you very much. And the Lord has given me to pray for you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, the sister is saying that those that have the gift of prophecy, 
that we have to pray for those that have the gift of prophecy, for they are the ones that are going to deliver the persons that have that are in darkness that the persons who are darkened well in church we see that they are here but they don't do the will of the lord they don't do the will of the lord well, very well this has nothing to do with the gift of prophecy what i'm trying to say is how those who have the gift of prophecy how to have that support to deliver this person who has a darkened mind sister how very well. is it done no it is not those that have the gift of prophecy to deliver Those that have the gifts of deliverance, those that have the gift of deliverance, of casting out demons, of casting out spirits, of removing curses, spells, illnesses, they are the ones whom we have to pray for those persons that have their mind in darkness. We know that the mind is not the thoughts. The thoughts is something and the mind is the heart or let us say the criteria or their concepts that we may have regarding all things. We have a concept or an idea of our own self. Who am I? How am I? What do I like? I'm intelligent. I am not intelligent. I am patient. I am not patient. I am wise. I am not wise. I'm intellectual. I'm not intellectual. We form a concept of our own self. Oh, I'm very sensitive. Oh, I'm I cry baby or I'm hot tempered or I'm very arrogant. We have a concept of our own self. Now, when we start to grow, we start to have an idea of life of our own self and, the, and of those that surround us, our family, our people, those that live around us. We have a concept, an idea globally around the world of things because we learn depending on how was our growth physically and then as well the growth spiritually, intellectually as well, of knowledge, of ways of media. And we learn and we understand many different things. We have a concept of life, of the world, of mankind that's different. Perhaps of what maybe we had 10 years ago, 15 years ago. So that concept, yeah, that concept is what you call the mind. Is what you call the heart. This is why it says the Lord wrote his commandments in our mind or in our heart, specifically. Previously in the antiquity, he wrote in the tablets of stone, but today he writes them in the tablets of our heart or in our mind. That is the concept that we have of things around us. It is not our ideas. Is different our thoughts. The sister asks, whom can lay hands so that it may be removed the darkness in a, in a mind? What does it mean, a dark, a dark mind? Now you can distinguish. What is a dark mind? 
It is someone whom we're learning of God. Like I said, we each day that passes, we have new concepts and learning more and understanding many things, understanding and believing many different things. So the things of God as well has to be understood. And when there are persons who have a mind or a heart that is in shadows, they don't understand the things of God. They may hear, but they don't keep it. It enters through one ear and goes out the other. It doesn't enter into the depth of their being. It doesn't enter into their mentality. It doesn't go into their being, the knowledge of God. And this is why they do not do the will of God. Because they don't understand. Because they don't comprehend. Because they don't understand or analyze or look profoundly or digest it. They can't do any of those things. Because their mind and their heart are darkened or enshadowed of the things of God. Spiritually, the things of God. So for this... We need, for the church, there needs to be brothers and sisters with gifts, casting out spirits, casting out demons, for that is a demon that possesses the person to have this dark mind. It possesses the person and it it takes away their reasoning mentally and does not allow them to comprehend and understand. It's not only those that have the gift of prophecy, for he that has the gift of prophecy only prophesies. They allow themselves to be used by God, to be spoken through, but that is the the work of another as well, to have the gift of casting out demons, casting out spirits, to remove all these things. That is the work of all of those who desire to serve God. Let us continue another question. Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. May the Lord bless you all. Sister Mary Luisa, good afternoon. Welcome to the Netherlands. I love you very much in the Lord. It is a promise fulfilled from the Lord. Brother Carlos Alberto, I also love you in the Lord, and I admire you very much and respect you very much. I'm from Ecuador, and I hope the day will come in Ecuador where there will also be people who are in government, such as yourself, brother, with the great skills God has given you and to belong to the government and also to share with other people about what we all know, which is Mira. Sister Mary Luisa, I have a question in Colossians 3, 3, but if you allow me, I will read verse 1. Yes, Colossians 3, verse 1. Yeah, if you allow me, I will read from verse 1. Yes. The word of the Lord states, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ and God. My question is in verse 3, it states that our life is hidden with Christ and God. What's the spiritual depth of this if our, we are living it today or we will have to live it and what do we have to do for our life to be hidden with christ and god thank you very much for your answer sister god bless very you. well here it speaks that those when they convert to the lord for you died in your life look for the heavens for the spiritual things where is christ sitting at the right hand of the father place your sight on the things of God, on the things that are above, the things of the Lord. 
not on the things of the earth, not on what perishes, it says. For when, when you are die, when you die or you die for sin, you are with Christ. Our life is with the Lord because we are here in the world. We are living on the earth in a world full of people, full of sin, full of wickedness. But we do not let ourselves be defiled because we are not doing what they do. We turn aside because we are hidden with the Lord because he protects us, guarded because we do not fall, so we are not defiled. This is what this verse says. We are hidden with the Lord, hidden with Christ, but he recommends continue forward. If, do not see that you, recommend, that you resurrected? Persevere, continue, so that this truly will be fulfilled in your life, that you sustain hidden with the Lord, hidden to sin, to wickedness, to the world, to all that is wrong. The, the final question, yes? Sister, good afternoon. I welcome you. I congregate here in the congregation of Rotterdam. I am a newcomer, and I give you thanks, sister, because I have learned to value the meaning of the Bible, which is not a luxury. It is a doctrine for our lives and for our spiritual growth. May I ask a question? It is in the book of Exodus, chapter 20, verses 5-6. Yes. Exodus chapter Five, 20. Six. May I read, sister? You may read. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. Sister, my question is about generational curses. And I would like you to to, to, how can I say this? I would like you to educate me, to teach me, sister, about generational curses. That's my first question. And the second one, it is about being prophets of our own vocabularies. One question has to do with the other. Curses, generational curses, whether generations to the third, fourth, and fifth generations. Well, here it states... Here the Lord is speaking of images, of statues, of the foreign gods. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. You will not make any types of images that is above the earth or beneath in the water. What is above or below the earth. You shall not make any image or likeness of God. It says, you shall not bow down to them, nor serve them. These sculptures, these scripture, these statues, you will not bow down to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am I a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers. The Lord punishes the wickedness of the fathers, the children, to the third and fourth generations of those to the great grandchildren is what it means. That's the generations. So if the fathers were idolaters, they didn't obey the Lord. They did this wickedness. The punishment comes to the children, to the grandchildren, to the great grandchildren, and the great great grandchildren. In the great great grandchildren, the curse ends. But what happens if those great great grandchildren marry? And they as well begin to adore images 
and make images and adore these carved images, worship and praise them, and they leave the real God aside, what happens with these great-great-grandchildren? The curse begins again, and it begins to the next third and fourth generation, and there it continues on. This is what occurred, that if truly to the third and fourth generation from the great great-grandchildren, if they would have repented and they would have searched for the Lord, the curse then would have stopped. But since those great-great-grandchildren continued with the sin, they followed the sin of their parents or of their grandparents, we see that it continues again to the fourth generation. And if again, that next fourth generation, if they continue in idolatry, it continues again to the fourth generation. But if one repents from that fourth generation, if they repent and look for God, then the Lord removes the curse and blessings come for them and their descendants. This is what happens. But unfortunately, we see from the Bible that no one repented. No one. On the contrary, they all sinned. All sinned and sinned and centuries and centuries and centuries, thousands of years passed. And until the day the Lord Jesus Christ came and says, our Lord looked at the earth to see if there was anyone who would have done the will of God. And he said, there was not one. All were distued from the glory of God because all had sinned. So we can see that the generation sinned and continued sinning. Today, in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, we aspire and want with all of our heart that our future generations search for God, look for the Lord. This is why we have to give good example to our children. And the children give an example that is right to their children. And from there on, always so that all the generations will look for God and live in the gospel and be able to reach eternal life. Very well. Sister, and, and what sisters, about what it is to be a prophet of our own vocabulary, sister? For what instance, do you mean, Sometimes prophet? because we say bad things, we ourselves can curse ourselves. What, like, since they are prophets who are for edification as spiritual gifts, for example, sister, as well. No, 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 sister. What happens is that those that are stubborn, rebellious, and they speak foolishness, foolish things. So this person, because they're rebellious and their stubbornness and their self-will, their ignorance as well. Because perhaps a person that is ignorant, they speak things that are not even in accord and the Lord punishes this person and they say, Oh, you spoke things that were foolish. I will see then that you fall in what you're speaking. You're, you will fall in that hole, but the Lord does not do that with all. He may do it with someone, but the Lord does not do that with everyone. And that's not doctrine either that all are going to speak and what they say, it, they become a prophet of their own things. No, 
what the Lord does do in the Bible, the Lord Jesus Christ recommended, is that men should not speak foolishness. The Lord said, men do not speak foolishness because because of their foolishness, they will have to live the consequence of what they say, of what they speak. The words that they reveal do not speak foolishness because one of these days you will fall on that mistake. A person who is stubborn, a stubborn man says, Oh, let lightning strike me. Oh, let me, I want to die. And someone might say that. Oh, let lightning strike me. Oh, let me be hit by a car. Someone might say lightly. And that is foolishness when you say things. And that person, the Lord is not pleased with these things. And for saying something like that, it might happen. It could happen. They could be hit by a car, but not because they're a prophet, but because they spoke foolishness and they fell on their own words they didn't think to speak this the lord jesus christ recommended to be cautious of the words of foolishness very well let us pray to our lord let us sing to the lord a chorus which chorus what will we sing to the lord let us sing, This is the Church of God, Chorus 55. Chorus 55, This is the Church of God. And then we're going to continue praying. I'm going to be praying for illnesses, for curses, spells, witchcraft, praying for petitions, needs, desires of the heart, problems, difficulties, everything. The Lord has told me, pray in that general prayer. He will support and that he will grant to each person so that the persons will understand and comprehend that when we are praying, you call and ask upon the Lord, placing your hand on the heart or raising your hands. And if you can't, it does not matter. If you can't raise your hands, what is important is that your petition and your need or your illness, what you may have, if you're going to have surgery and you having been healed all this place before the Lord believe and trust that God will hear you and the Lord is going to give you the blessing so then let us sing to the Lord this is a church of God blessed Lord heavenly Lord heavenly father thank you Lord in this moment Lord we are here before you presence thanking you Lord for this Bible study Lord for the scripture and the analysis of the Bible, for all that you teach us, for all that you give us, Lord, because you clarify, because you teach us many concepts, because, Lord, in the midst that time passes and as days advance, there are many things that changes, many things in the, around the world, but you are the same one. You teach us. You take us by the hand as children, and we thank you, Lord, because you have had that mercy with us, and you have had such patience, Lord, and you are merciful. You overlook many things, and this is why, oh Lord, we pray to you, and we ask that you teach us, that you guide us, and that you take us always by the hand. Never leave us, O Lord, but that take us by the hand so that we may be able to reach that place, reach the goal, so that we can reach 
the promises desired, the promises that you have made us, all the promises that have not yet been fulfilled in our life because we in reaching the goal will enjoy your spiritual blessings, your marvelous promises. Help us, O oh Lord, to be able to reach your mercy, your greatness, your gentleness, your great will for us, your love. Remove, O oh Lord, the burdens. Remove the shackles and the obstacles that do not allow for us to grow spiritually. Remove, O oh Lord, all shackle and burden, curse, and remove the work from the enemy, the envy against us. Remove the traps and the temptation. Remove, O oh Lord, the power of the enemy and deliver, O oh Lord, the hearts and the souls. Deliver each one and extend your hand, cleansing and delivering each one, removing evil spirits, removing evil spirits from their bodies because there are worldly spirits in the mind and the body of the person and the heart and the thoughts and that do not allow them to reason or think or coordinate ideas, O oh Lord. And they suffer, Lord. These persons suffer in their life, and you know this. I ask you, Father, that you extend your hand full of miracles, and you be healing. And remove every illness. Remove mental illnesses. And remove, Lord, these incurable diseases. Incurable disease in all worldly spirit that restrains and have persons to restrain children, the elderly, that destroys this work, this work of the enemy, and remove all wickedness, give peace, joy, happiness, the healing. Lord, so that your promises may be fulfilled, your holy word, remove those that are captive, give sight to the blind and hearing to the deaf. Remove, Lord, spiritually all that are lame. Bless, O oh Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your mercy, for hearing us, for granting us, for hearing our prayer. Thank you for listening to our petitions, our pleas. Thank you, eternal Lord, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, your beloved Son. And let it be you blessing each man and woman and child. Bless each one, O oh Lord, and take them to their different destinations and give them the blessing, the healing, O oh Lord, and that the salvation be granted to each one. Help, O oh Lord, to repent. Help, Lord, that there be sincerity in each one, that each one worship you and praise you in their heart. Praise and love you. Glorify your name because you are worthy, O oh Lord. You are worthy of worship and praise. You are worthy of honor. So therefore, O oh Lord, I ask, Lord, in the name of your glorious Son, let your powerful hand, your hand full of blessings, granting the petitions of the heart, looking at the petitions of each one, O oh Lord, let it be you granting the petitions of the heart. Let it be you, O oh Lord, giving joy to the hearts, joy to the life of the people, giving prosperity to each one, removing, Lord, the envy of the enemy. Give power, O oh Lord, to your children. Give power to your children. Give support, O oh Lord. Give authority. Let it be you giving doctrine, teachings, wisdom, intelligence, a heart that is new and clean, a heart full of your truth.
Use, O oh Lord, men and women to proclaim your word. Use, Lord, men and women to preach your word, your message. Use them, O oh Lord, doing miracles and signs. To those of whom you have given the laying on of hands, use them and support them in a great way. Teach the doctrine, my Lord. Give to all wisdom so that they can understand and comprehend your doctrine and your word, so that each one may live in righteousness in their spiritual life. Blessed and exalted is your name. Thank you, my Lord. The worship is for you. Send the power of the Holy Spirit, my Lord. Send the spiritual gifts, my Lord, and baptize with your Holy Spirit and give spiritual gifts and remove the curses and the spells and the witchcraft of each one. Remove all evil spirit, every worldly spirit of the children of autism, O oh Lord. Deliver them, O oh Lord. Give faith to their parents so that they may have the sufficient faith and they call upon you and they pray to you and believe that you are going to deliver them and heal them. Remove the doubt and the fear, O oh Lord, the lack of trust, the lack of belief. Bless all of these places, O oh Lord. Bless, O oh Lord, the people and help each one for the work of evangelization. Help the brothers and sisters with languages so that they be able to preach in the different languages so that they may have the message reaching the hearts of the people. And Lord, soften the hearts of those that are hardened and remove the stubborn and the rebelliousness. Remove the hardness of heart. Lord, your powerful hand, O oh Lord, with those that say that they're atheists, those that say they don't believe in you, Lord, I ask that you do a miracle, O oh Lord, that you deliver, O oh Lord, that you cleanse and deliver, O oh my God. Break and remove the darkened and shattered minds. Remove all darkness, O oh Lord. Give reasoning, wisdom, intelligence, knowledge, O oh Lord. Thank you, my Father. Thank you, my Lord. Thank you in the glorious name of Jesus Christ, your beloved Son. Amen. The glory and honor is for you, my Lord. Toma, por favor, hold my hand, Señor. Contigo quiero ir. Con sangre aquí pagaste por mí. Te quiero hoy servir. Señor, contigo quiero ir, con sangre aquí pagaste por mí, te quiero hoy servir, anhelo poder lo malo vencer y en Toma por favor 
Thanks be to our Lord. The glory and honor always be to our Lord. May God bless you. May God bless you in a great way. Thank you. And a greeting to all of your different locations, a greeting to all the congregations and to all of those who could not arrive tonight, a special greeting to you all. And may God bless you greatly. Thank you.